Hello and welcome to Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident with me, Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland and beyond. I once got a complimentary coleslaw in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, I don't know why. I, I know I said this before, Chris. I don't know why I always go towards uh, snacks and stuff of questionable origin. I was also thinking uh, pretty much all, all coleslaw is complimentary. You're right. It's a bit redundant. Though I've paid for coleslaw. Just like a bowl of slaw? I love it. Do you know there's there's a variety of coleslaws too? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we don't need that. We don't need to get into that. But uh, uh, as the listener can tell, Chris is here as well. We're actually in person together in the same room. First time which, in months. For really. the first time in months. Um, I kind of miss the distance. There's a lot of pressure being right across from each other. Um, but in keeping with uh, going back to uh, where it all started, um, at least in terms of the the relaunch of this podcast, uh-huh. we are here, we're recording, and we have an actual guest, guest in person. Uh, we talk about this uh, in the conversation. We're doing this in reverse order. We just had Rory... Well, I'm just a... I, I should have done a more of a ramp up, but our guest today is Rory Culkin, uh, the actor uh, who is currently starring in. Well, it came out in February. Lords of Chaos, a great movie based on uh, the Norwegian black metal scene, and b- the book Lords of Chaos. Um, I think I'm probably talking about black metal quite a bit on this show. Yeah, you do. So. All of my knowledge of black metal comes strictly from you. I'm, I'm, as far as you're concerned, I'm the godfather of black metal. I'll take it. You could have fooled me. Um, but anyway, um, but we get into all this on on the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I I first met Rory about a year and a half ago at Sundance Film Festival, and uh, and I I I. I made an ass of myself, as we discuss, and then, uh, and then I, then he, he was nice enough to come. Well, we get into all of it. We'll, we'll talk about it on the show. But it, then, then he came out uh, to Eastville Comedy Club, and we hung out, and and uh, and now he he came over to my house, mm-hmm. which is very nice of him. And uh, let's just get into it. Sure. It went a little something. We got to talk for quite a bit. We should say Lords of Chaos is on Hulu. Yeah. Watch it. That would be the professional thing to do, is to give stuff a plug. As long as we're plugging things. Yeah, Lords of Chaos on Hulu. It's great. I've watched it three times. I do. I have to to make my wife watch it now, because I think she'll really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Because she likes, like, it's basically a true crime story. It ticks a lot of boxes. A lot. Whether you're into uh, gore. There's gore. I wouldn't say that's the selling point. If I guess if Some one people. likes that, there w- there are aspects of that. But uh, yeah, there's uh, music. Uh, there's a true crime element. Uh, youth gone wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Satanism. Satanism. Well, sort of. Sort of. I don't know. But I I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, what else? Did I, as long as we're promoting things. Uh. Why not pre-order my book, Parking the Moose, out October 8th? I really have to start uh, beating the bushes, telling people to... Have you pre-ordered it yet? You probably think you're getting a free copy, don't you, Chris? I, You'll get one. You'll get I a free copy. 
You'll get a free copy. I'll pre-order it. Just too. saying it wouldn't kill you to, you know, it'll come back to you tenfold. Buy it I mean, for a loved one. Last time I bought, I bought tickets to Witch Tan and you gave me shit for it. Oh. Yeah, but I was just saying that. Oh. No, no. You. Well, that's different because tickets to a show, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's no skin off my back. Um, book sales are another book thing. sales that you know the publisher there's someone sitting there just watching the count right and my future no, I will, depends I will on pre-order. it no I'll get you a copy no I'll pre-order it it's fine no you don't have to whatever if you want whatever anyway I do let's I want, get I want like the digital copy too I've signed Kindles and iPads before oh really yeah huh. um um yeah I've All ruined right. many of many a device but we can't we have a, we have a lot of a lot uh, I don't want to eat up all our yeah our data whatever it is bandwidth time by uh, me shamelessly promoting products let's just get into it here is our delightful conversation with Rory Culkin Thank you for coming over to uh, my apartment. Thank my you for studio, having me. Our studio. Our studio. It's lovely. To cover up. And oh. Lucy. Yeah, and Lucy it's is great at to it. to see her. She's the, the color I imagined. Oh, she's, really? She's kind of exactly what I envisioned. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, she's a sweet, you know, she hasn't really learned uh, podcasting etiquette, really, but... She has socks. She has she little does. white paws. She's gotten better, though. She used to... She's gotten a little better. She's maturing. When she first started recording here, she wouldn't let up. Yeah, it was show. pretty nonstop. But you were, right before we hit record, you were talking, what's the criminal app? So it's called, uh, it's called Citizen. Oh, Citizen. Citizen. See what I did? That was like probably a Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't have it, but my, my lady has it, and uh, she was just showing me uh, last night, and there are people getting stabbed and, and kidnapped yeah, and shot crazy. everywhere. Yeah. And a lot closer to home than you would think. She was like, someone was stabbed around the corner just now. Oh, someone was slashed two blocks away. And then, like, someone was kidnapped on the Upper West. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really, uh, I don't know. It's scary to sort of dip your head into the, yeah. the crime world for a second. What is what is the app? Like, is just a report of... It's just reports. I think anyone can just, like, submit any kind of crime yeah. onto it. Even it's if it's, like, it's just, it. like, suspicious. They could be, like, crazy guy it's, on it's the like street. It's, like, the ways of... of citizenship uh it's like just like people there's even live feeds so if someone's walking by they'll start filming it and then they'll and so we're watching a crime scene from someone who's behind the you know the the taped off area whoa yeah it's pretty crazy check it out i'm in i i'm a well yeah i'm a a crime uh not enthusiast but uh curious person the crime blotter yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I i like uh yeah, soft crimes though. Yeah, <laughs> there's no real victim. And they seem to be like solved often too. Yeah, I noticed. Like someone's like, oh, that someone just dropped that package off at the wrong address. Crime solved. Everything was corrected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, that's a weird thing though. Um, yeah, I always think like New York. I've no, I noticed this a few years ago walking around San Francisco. That I was like walking down the street. And some guy, like, kind of crazy guy, got, like, right in my space and did some... He just kind of, like, 
made a noise and waved his arm, but he got right up to me and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, my guard is down from living in New York so long. Like, I've, <laughs> New York has changed. Don't even flinch. That you don't, because you, you've, you grew up here. Mm-hmm. Lived here. You, have you lived here your whole life? Yeah, yeah. So like, I remember, I used to walk around like, and just kind of consciously be like, what's going on on this block? Like for the night, I don't know if I was being paranoid, but I used to be aware of my surroundings all the time, and now I'm just like, everything's fine. You've adapted, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I think I, I, seems like there's not as much. Well, as the citizen app is proving me wrong. Yeah, there is. There's plenty, way more than you would think. It's crazy. We're just lucky because we don't turn the wrong corner. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And do you think it changes like? I used to think I had a more not that I look tougher now, I don't think, but I think I was I I think street toughs I had more of a look <laughs> that they were like, let's fuck with that guy. You were still out of towner look, sort of Maybe or when I was younger, I think I just like I looked like fresh meat more. Right. Or something <laughs> like something about but me. You also yeah, you also know which corners to not turn now you know yeah, yeah. You sort of learn to to avoid certain just cross the street but i remember like i when i was younger i feel like i got fucked with way more <laughs> like maybe i don't know why yeah maybe i just had wide-eyed uh, midwestern right. innocence Some i was radiate, radiating radiating um i want should we should we tell the backstory of how our first interaction. Yeah, absolutely. And th- see, this is amazing. First of all, well, we had a guest. We had a guest again last week, right? Was last Curtis. week Curtis? Yeah. So, because we haven't had guests as much lately, and, um, but now we're getting back into having guests again, and, uh, but I was amazed because I was at Eastville, where you that your friend Marco's club, mm-hmm. and he mentioned, this is a, I don't know, a month or two ago. And he was like, oh, my friend saw you the other night. And he said he liked it. And then he, he's, and then he, a couple of sentences later, he's like, it's Rory Culkin. Do you know, do you know who that is? And I was like, oh shit, he saw me? And I was like, and I was like, he liked it? And he said, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I feel really bad because I, uh, do you know this story, Chris? No, I don't think so. When Lords of Chaos was at Sundance, I, the last few years, yeah, I've been doing these interviews, but they kind of want to get these like kind of lighthearted. They're silly, yeah, and which works fine when people are coming through promoting a comedy, but when it's not a comedy, it like kind of doesn't go that well. And uh, so these guys came in, and I was so excited because uh, you know, Lords of Chaos. Um, yeah, I read the book when it first came out, and I was so excited that it became a movie. <laughs> and then I was just being an idiot, and I think they were just like, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, you were playing, uh, you played, like, Freezing Moon for us, and I, yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciated that, but it, I think it was, you know, we're just in Sundance, and we're doing, making the rounds, and, and right. I think, actually, the lady that brought us into the room was, like, super rude to us. Oh, was So we were kind of oh. like... Was that? And then we got right into you playing music for us, and we're still sort of thinking about that rude lady by the door. Oh. And so our attitude was like, "Fuck are What's these happening? people? <laughs> <laughs> what, why? What are we? What are we doing?" No, I totally understand. And uh, but anyway, so 
was like, oh man, I felt bad about that because I was like, the, you guys were like the one, the one, but like, I was like, oh, so excited. And I was like, I, I totally like ate shit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> You've got no response from us. Really. And, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh man. And then, and then I was like, when Marco at Eastville was like, yeah, my friend Rory came, I was like, oh shit, if Rory puts it together that I was that fucking idiot <laughs> from Sundance, and then he's going to be like, that fucking idiot. And then he was, te- anyway, he was texting with you, and then, then he's, then Marco goes like, oh, Rory says he likes the podcast, and I was like, what? He listens, because we are, you know, we are, we're aware of the stats on the, so we know it's more than seven people. The mm-hmm. listen. It's not well, bad. We have a decent... More than seven to download. We don't know more, if they're actually listening. Well, we know, yeah. We get a nice amount of downloads. We, but but we're like, oh, wow, it's nice to hear, like, uh, yeah. someone out in the world who's listening. So yeah, then yeah. to come full circle, now you're here yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. Which, so... And I saw you a couple nights ago uh, at yeah, Eastville again. at Eastville. And um, not that I was overthinking, but I was thinking this again... So I embarrassed myself the first time I met you at Sundance. And then my friend Tom, who I thought had seen Lord's Chaos, had not seen it yet. But when Marco texted me that you're coming, I was like, oh, Rory's coming. He plays Euronymous in Lord's Chaos. And Tom goes, oh, I really like him in Succession. Oh, right. And then, so me, not knowing what that was, then I confidently (laughs) said to Rory the other night, like, oh, you're in succession. (laughs) And then he's like, no, that's my brother, Kieran. So the question, so today I'm just, I'm like, if they they come in threes, I'll invariably do or say something stupid today. No, I saw that you felt bad about that. You started backpedaling immediately. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I fucking texted my friend Tom. I'm like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I'm like, he's not in that show. It never bothers me. I mean, I get get confused for my brothers pretty often, and then people are always mortified, and it's never, I mean, my brothers, I think, put out pretty good work. I wouldn't, it's not offensive. You know, if if my brother was John Wilkes Booth, then don't bring it up or something, but... But it was like, I was like, oh man, I stepped in shit because of someone else. So the first time was my fault. <laughs> but then Tom set me up. Right. So hopefully, I don't know, we'll see what happens this time. <laughs> two for two. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing this, this show? Well, we started it, I started it uh, 10 years ago, but then I stopped abruptly and I started doing my radio show on WFMU. And then that was kind of too time-consuming. Chris offered almost a year ago. He was mm-hmm. like, if he said he would handle the technical, the high-tech mm-hmm. stuff that you can see in mm-hmm. front of you. If if I would just bring uh, my natural gifts, right? <laughs> and you you still do radio? No, no. I ended it in December because uh, I had to, I had a book due, and I and it was just exhausting to do uh, the radio show parking the moose yes love the song <laughs> oh, thank, oh you heard the song <laughs> love the song uh interested in the book i'll get you a copy yeah so what it's about it's about canada i spent um a couple years just kind of my grandfather's from canada and so i spent a couple years just going around canada and hanging out and just from the idea because you know most americans they go to like toronto montreal mm-hmm. vancouver and that's about it. So I just went to 
a lot of other places. And so you you wrote a book about rural Canada. There was some some rural Canada. There was there was a bit of everything, but yeah, I went to small towns and small town Canada. Yeah, you sick son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to read this. But it's how mostly, many pages? How many pages about? It's long. I mean, it's weird. I think it's long, but then I've seen like the galley of it, um, and it's like this doesn't look very long at all. But it's it's 40, your longest one so far. It's forty thousand. My last two books were like in the seventy something thousand. This is like a hundred and fifteen thousand. Mm. But it doesn't seem that long. October, right? November? October October eighth, coming nice. fast and hard. Nice. I'll, I'll get you. I'll, if nothing else, it'll be like a good uh doorstop mm, or something. Nice service to Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I, ju- I just did the audio book. Which is the first, I was reading it kind of in a different way, like out loud, and I was like, oh, this doesn't suck, I don't think. <laughs> Which is like kind of the best I could ever feel yeah, yeah. about it. That's a true a task book. when you read it aloud and it's still good. Well, it's weird because you read the book aloud and then you're watching someone listen to you read it, and then you're like, are they reacting to any of this? <laughs> or is this a horrible book? I don't know. <laughs> There's a so, lot of moose memorabilia here. Well, it's cool. Not to give away the book, but uh, what happened was um, we should probably talk. Well, we will talk about you, <laughs> but uh, but we. My, one of the chapters I went to where my grandfather was from, Merrickville. On no, not Merrickville. Not from Merrickville. My friend Niels is from there, Clinton, Ontario, and in the window of this like thrift store they had that moose that's up on the mantle and it said like all items in the window will be for sale like July 11th and we were there on July 7th so I was like oh well I'll just tell them we're leaving and they'll sell it to me and they were like no items in the window aren't for sale until the 11th and this is just like a you know like a Goodwill kind of Mm -hmm. store and with these older ladies running the store and I was like oh I you know visiting my dad in Cleveland we just drove up for the day and just thinking I could maybe just buy it now and they were like no and I was like well what do I they just would not budge and then so my friend Joe who is with me is an artist and he's like I'll make you a moose so I eventually talked the ladies and reluctantly they had told me they wouldn't (laughs) ship me the moose they're like we won't we can't ship it and then they finally did you felt so strongly about that moose that you, I you was stood just, there and spoke it was to a, Yeah, it was like a matter of principle. Like, Well, they were like, can't you just get someone to come buy it for you and get it to you? And I told them my grandfather's from that town. And I was like, no, I don't know any. The closest person I know is in Toronto. It's like two and a half hours away. And they're like, what about your grandfather? And I was like, he's been dead for like 30 years. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But, uh, which is maybe how they agreed. They're like, well, call us on the 11th, we'll see. And they, so they shipped it. Oh, and then, then mean, I didn't tell Joe that they had shipped <laughs> it. So he, in the meantime, <laughs> slaved away and made that moose. Did he add the rust to this? Like, Yeah, it's like wow. a, he did it. It he aged was it. like he aged it, painted it. Awesome. And then that m- draw, moose drawing up there, my friend Joe Tate, who did that sculpture, he that's like the... Uh, the sketch that he worked off of. Cool. So yeah, there is a lot 
there's three more, at least three more. There's another moose over there, actually, a, a moose bottle opener, unrelated. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what, if you get a new set of eyeballs in the apartment, you realize, wow, there's a lot of moose. A lot of antlers. I mean, there's some deer, too. Yeah, that. Or elk. There is. Well, what happened with the way the ceiling is lower in this room, I got it in my head that I wanted to give it more of like a cabin feel. Yeah. Because t rather than try to fight the low ceiling, I decided to run in the direction of the, rolls, the low ceiling. It's totally a log cabin in the city. That's what I'm going it's for. Rules. Um, but enough about most. Oh, but yeah. But so Chris, we will have done like a preamble uh, to this episode, but. Uh, but you and I were... Are you sick of talking about Lords of Chaos? Well, it's been... It came out in February? March? February? So mm -hmm. that's when I was doing, like, the, the press run. And I was just, like, talking about it every day and loving it. Like, I could I could talk about it for years. But then when we started talking about it the other night, I realized, like, oh, I'm pretty rusty. Like, I, I'm pretty... I mean, because it's, it's a real thing, so you got to sort of have your, your facts straight. Um... But I love talking about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. never get never get tired of talking about it. Because now it's it's recently been released on Hulu. Right. Yeah, right. So, so I we, watched it. I watched it again. Mm -hmm. I've watched it three times now. Oh wow! Um, cool. Cause, uh, but you know what I realized about it? Um, is uh, there? Well, it's well like any movie you watch multiple times. I think it's because like I, I like my girlfriend. I love the movie. And uh, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch it again without her, <laughs> so I can not have her talking during the movie. <laughs> and then uh, did she just have a lot of questions? Yeah, she was just like, Oh my god, you know, because it's a it's cr the, it's a crazy the real story, story yeah. is uh, mm -hmm. is 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 bonkers, mm -hmm. and it was really. Um, it this it's told like pretty much exactly in in the book like there wasn't any it wasn't like oh that's not what I but it's all the and it's very uh, graphic in a way that's oh yeah well you and I were talking about this the other night like it sort of feel like it's like you go, oh but then you're like to feel the impact of these events it it makes sense yeah but then in the multiple watchings of it I go like oh yeah. Like, this is not just a fun heavy metal movie. I know. It's, there's aspects of that. And we build it like it's going to be. Like, the first 20, 30 minutes are, like, tons of fun. And then... True. Then, like, dead... I mean, yeah. that happened pretty early on. Yeah. Um, it's, like, 20 minutes in. I knew nothing about the story going in, so for me, it was, like... It was pretty shy. I was like, oh, it's just, like, a story about a, a metal band in Norway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And then, like, gets dark pretty quickly. That was a criticism. It's like, we wanted more dead. It's like, we all wanted more dead. That's sort of the yeah, idea, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was cool, like, and it, even having seen it multiple times, like, I, like, in this sort of, when dead comes back to sort of haunt Euronymous, like I was like oh, jarring, yeah. like it's yeah. like oh shit, yeah. <laughs> like it was super effective, and then I I I also liked um, like little things I've been like I maybe I was telling this to you the other night, but I love like the sort of vulner vulnerability that you 
put into the Euronymous character Thanks. where you're like, where, where it's just like, oh, you see, like, there, there's like, this is like a young kid, essentially, who's on this path. And mm-hmm. my, my favorite, I feel like the, maybe I'm just talk, like out of my mind, but there's a moment when Euronymous and, and Dead are lit, you know, set at the party at their house and they're putting on the corpse paint and they're getting ready to go out into like the backyard and like and Dead's like, I can't remember what he says very confidently and then Euronymous you, you go like destroyer of worlds <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like he's just like like trying to figure yeah, something yeah. cool to say I know just and it's I was like oh that that moment like totally like encapsulates the feeling of that that you brought to that character is really cool i mean they're just like they're just kids Mm -hmm. you know and that that i think a lot of the diehard fans sort of got pissed off that we showed them as just kids you know they they wanted the the demons they wanted the legends you know because when you look up euronymous and dead you see those pictures of them in the corpse paint trying to look scary like that scene that we did that was you know um and you don't. A lot of people just don't think past that that they were painting their faces in the mirror and they were talking about you know hit striking poses and things like that. And uh, I don't know. I think we we pissed a lot of people off, and w- especially with my performance trying to be like vulnerable, uh, trying to be I don't know, uh, trying to layer Euronymous, I guess, sort of uh, pissed a lot of uh, the, the the pure metal heads off because they they would like to believe that Euronymous was a psychopath. And uh, it wasn't just you know uh, mm-hmm. promotion, and it's like well he then he fooled you then like then yeah. he got you that's cool <laughs> like, just, just a testament to him you know yeah no that was great I mean even from like the earliest scenes where like the rehearsals in the basement and like the sister comes yeah, down she's and like it's you guys like suck <laughs> yeah that girl ruled yeah. <laughs> yeah you did a great like your transition from the very beginning to like it's like it's a really great arc to see I mean he's basically obsessed with creating this sort of image of himself that I don't know would you say like it eventually became true because he did start <laughs> burning churches it sort of got swallowed up into it but it was yeah. it was theater it was like mm-hmm. extreme theater uh, and and some of them knew the difference you know some of them could take take it off when they got home yeah uh, and live their lives <laughs> and then others were keeping keeping the party going mm-hmm. when they got home and lighting candles and you know and, and yeah i think i think Euronymous sort of knew the difference that it was just a it was just a character and it's sort of i'm a big pro wrestling fan and i do see parallels oh, nice. you know i do see oh, totally, with these yeah. guys oh, yeah. necro butcher and, and deads like these are these are gimmicks like these are these are characters not to, you know yeah. not to reduce them but when you try to approach a, a character you you sort of you should be reducing them you should be boiling them down so you get to know them you know um but yeah i i, I sort of there i saw a lot of parallels between professional wrestling and, and uh black metal yeah you know and there's a lot of you know that. it's still real to me damn it like a lot of fans still yeah buy it <laughs> well it's interesting like i remember thinking this years ago i was at like um this wrestling match in cleveland that was like in a vfw hall kind of like those matches in like the wrestler yeah movie? Oh, of course yeah and it was the first time i thought like uh you know i think you know a lot of people think of professional wrestling as this like lowbrow entertainment but i had this like moment where i was watching because i've been a you know fan since i was a kid 
and I, I haven't kept up with it in, anyway, but but uh, I remember watching it like, and, and you know, they have like the guys in the ring and then the managers are coming and all this stuff and it's for like this small audience in, in this VFW hall and in that moment I was like, holy shit. This is theater. This is the. This is goes back to ancient Greece. Totally. <laughs> like I was totally. Just, also, open air stadium, so they're surrounded by the audience, which is sort of an ancient uh, yeah. theater, ancient stage. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I since I, this is years ago, I had that thought. And, you know, I'm sure many people have thought it, but I just ever since I've said that like moment when and like ever since, and I've never looked at like wrestling and you know just or any sort of entertainment you just go like oh i mean <laughs> like, outsiders look at black metal and think that's pretty lowbrow entertainment but you know yeah. once you dig deep you realize that that's also theater and yeah i mean small independent wrestling promotions are like the closest thing to the covered wagon theater in mm-hmm. the old west you know what i mean going from town to town and putting on the show for you know yeah 40 people mm-hmm. and, and it, you know <laughs> Sometimes it seems like this is more for the performers than the audience. You know what I mean? like it's, just, it's like, I don't know. Like It's kind of how I feel about like the Maury Povich show. It seems like wrestling now. <laughs> it's basically like just like theater. It's just like people pretending that they have all these family That's issues. still going? That's still... Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. There I went to a taping last year. Good for you. <laughs> there was a guy that lived on the block. I don't know what... I can't remember what show he worked on. He moved... But I, I used to run into him walking our dogs, and his job was he was a counselor on one of those shows. Like, to like he calm would, the people down. Yeah, be like, <clears throat> I know this just happened on TV, but like, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and like, yeah. he would kind of like sit with them before they left. That's a whole other world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's interesting, like, what you were saying about. You're like Euronymous and dead, like these these guys. I I always make that. You know, even now, like I I keep getting reminded of it with like metal, like guys that I know from the metal world. First, like when I first get to know them, I'm always like, oh, they're gonna they probably will only want to listen to metal all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. when we're hanging. And then you realize, like, without exception, they're always the biggest music geeks. And yeah. like, like, kind of same as Euronymous being into like Tangerine Dream and all mm-hmm. that. Like every, every like super metal guy I know is like just always into everything. And then I meet like their families, and I I still make this same, like I did it. I did a comedy show in New Orleans, and Phil Anselmo from Pantera came, and he brought his family, and. Uh, I knew him already, but I didn't know his family, and I was like, oh, your mom's, like, a normal, nice lady, <laughs> like, and your sister's this beautiful woman, like, and I was like, why did I assume they would all be covered in tattoos? <laughs> and then my friend Chris from Autopsy, same thing, like, he came to a show uh, at Sketchfest last year and brought his mom, and was like, oh, your mom <laughs> looks exactly like my mom. Oh, yeah. She's a, some lady from the suburbs. I'm like, why do I always think that <laughs> like it's gonna extend to every? You lived in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and then, like, neck. I think I was talking to you about this the other night. The like Necro Butcher, the bass player of, of Mayhem. His favorite band is mm-hmm. the Talking Heads. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because he did, he did that amoeba. The video, the, the right? you pick your five favorite albums uh, from the yeah. record store, and his, the first one he picked was Talking Heads, and I believe he picked the Tom Tom Club one too. But it was like, 
none of the obvious, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's like, I don't know. Maybe that's growth. I'm sure when the the, the time that we were depicting in the movie, I'm sure they were black metal was more snobbish mm-hmm. back then and more more pure, I guess, or in their minds. I don't know because they had this whole like, especially Varg had the. It's lo-fi, low production. You know, you get the shittiest microphone and put it in the corner of the room, and you record in the other corner. You mm-hmm. know, like on a Burzum album, there's Varg coughs in the middle of the song, and he just kept it in the song. He's just coughing over a track, like <laughs> really. And that that was black metal to some people. And it seemed like there were different definitions for what they were doing. Like they all sort of, I don't know, had different yeah. ideas in those early days. Were you into the, like, did you read the book before? Not before the project came to me, Mm -hmm. uh, but I got the script, like, five years before we even filmed it. Oh, wow. So I was attached for a long time, and uh, so I got to, like, know the story for years and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to the music, but no, I wasn't, I didn't grow up, like, black metal head. The book is, um, we were talking about this a little bit the other night, too, the book is bonkers, like, it, I mean, there's, the book keeps going... Like the story of the, of the in the movie is one aspect of the book, but the book goes from like all of that stuff, and then it veers like way off into like just like all sorts of like crazy shit that's like goes far so far beyond that still involves man or is it no really like it goes off into just like satanism and paganism but then like into like fascism and like uh, just all so this trying to cr- figure out the mind of varg it seems like or something. yeah yeah it goes it goes be- i always like when i would recommend it to people i was like the first 200 pages are fascinating and then if you're going to keep going like you have to really want to like go down this path of mm-hmm. all this you know there it's just it goes Veers way off, and there were there were different versions of the script throughout the five years I was sort of attached. And one version did sort of there was like an experimental draft of Lords of Chaos that was sort of leaning into the legend as opposed to like the the, the human aspect where like Varg was constantly drinking milk in the corner and like mm-hmm. it just didn't work. It's just like no, if we're gonna you know do this, you gotta sort of try to be truthful about it and try to I don't know you're gonna piss a lot of people off either way. So yeah. Um, I remember that, that the book, I remember, um, like they're just, where they talk about when they open, how do you say it, Helveta, the mm-hmm. store? Helveta. Yeah. And the, Norwegian is the heart, like, every word is pronounced in this, with this cadence that I sort can't. Sort of upbeat. It's sort yeah. of, uh, is this offensive? Like, there's like a... Like Smurfs. Like, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Like, so it's like even the language is very yeah, bright. Like, and yeah, they, they sound nice no yeah. matter what. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah, my pronunciation, I can say like talk, and even that I'm not saying right. Thank you or thanks. But um, yeah, in the book where they talk about like he, Euronymous wanted the customers to carry torches around to look at the, <laughs> the albums and but then they realized that was really impractical <laughs> that when I read that I was just like this is the most amazing book I've ever read <laughs> in my life hilarious <laughs> yeah there's just stuff like that I wish we had more time I wish it was a series so we could do yeah. that scene mm-hmm. you know? it was just like and 
and but then like the whole I feel like a lot of the st- stuff of like because people go to you know the now that stores what's in the movie is the Nisa blood nosebleed or whatever that store is now yeah in um in the location of where Helvetica was and and like you go there and they have a lot of the stuff and you've been in the basement I assume yeah yeah, yeah. I've been there a few times and then I realize I'm like oh like where do I land in terms of how much of a poser they think I am <laughs> like cuz I'm like I'm I'm like I'm yeah I'm probably I'm not the coolest guy to walk in here <laughs> no but like but I've heard stories of them like not selling stuff to people like refusing yeah i don't know if it's true but i've heard well i walked in there in full euronymous like Did outfit you? yeah 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 oh wow yeah yeah so i sort of just ran, <laughs> ran that place as soon as i walked in and I was like oh whatever you need <laughs> he's in charge in that basement's incredible yeah it's the way they filmed they filmed those scenes at the actual just location. the just the exterior just oh, like me okay. eating a kebab outside but we filmed most of it in uh, budapest oh, okay yeah and they just built the record store mm-hmm. in an empty building. But yeah, you can go in the in the basement, I think, where they used to like hang out. Yeah, and the, there's still black metal still spray painted on the wall. Yeah. Hmm. So and there's like a guest book. <laughs> there like a lot of that stuff. There's like the throne and then the there's throne. like mayhem backdrops and Bench Press, Euronymous's bench press is in the corner. Oh. And it's oh, a, wow. it's really cute. Um and then there's like a guest book. Mm, I didn't like, sign. That uh but it's all like hells from you know wherever Brazil. Yeah. So I always I've been on there a couple of times and I always write thank you so much I had such a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I go in there and I'm like oh they probably this thing come you know this poser. But that's fine though. I think that's all part of what's uh, fun about everything is. They can think whatever they want, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'll think whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, probably sick of people rambling about this. But but uh, Not but yeah, I love I I loved it. Oh, thanks, man. And Chris is n- new uh, to. Uh, yeah, I've never. I I don't know why metal just like bypassed me. I was always into like punk and stuff, but. Since hanging out with Dave more and more, I've been getting more and more into it. Yeah. <laughs> Realizing, like, it's like a whole genre that I've just kind of completely ignored, and now it's starting to, like, understand why people are into it. Yeah. More well, the aesthetics or the, the music? Both. Yeah. I mean, I, I never realized that Holy Diver is the greatest song of all time. <laughs> 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 Up until, you know, like a year ago. That song is the definition of confidence, I think, because like there's a like a minute and a half of oh, yeah. not a lot happening, <laughs> and just be like, "This is how I'm gonna get into it." <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah. but metal is interesting. Like, I find like, because like growing, I've always been into all kinds of, you know, from starting with just like rock, classic rock, and then getting into all sorts of different stuff, but. But I, but I had one friend who was into metal in addition to like everything else, like punk and indie, and we like total pop music. We just kind of were like omnivores with music. But like, people would make fun of us, be like, "You can't go to 
see the replacements and then go see Rat yeah, the next like night. I was like, yeah, we like... did. It was awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> and people thought we were out of our minds for. And then even now, I find like being in. I think if you like metal, like people assume because I like metal, I guess like in the same way that I just said that I thought this about met, like full like guys in metal bands, people assume that, oh, that must be like what I listen to all the time mm-hmm. when it's just like one just small one percentage of, of yeah. like my girlfriend on the other hand is all metal. Is she really? <laughs> She's mostly metal and hard rock, but like more like in the sort of classic like Maiden and Judas Priest and Motorhead, right. but she will like I had a uh, my friend Rob Gordon he was like he wanted to go to Guitar Center over here on 14th Street and so we met I think over there as he was like wanted some help looking for a guitar and then, then we were going to come over here and we came here and my girlfriend's in here cranking you know, whatever her like Pandora metal channel, mm-hmm. and he, in his mind, thought that I made her do that. You poisoned her. Like, like the house rules were that you had to crank metal, and he's so we're walking in. He's like, "Whoa!" Like you, she's like she's just home. Like you, music is cranked. You enforce this? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like I don't. I wouldn't sit at home and listen to music this loud. Like I, it, it'll come be turned down when I like I. That's too loud for me. Like I like just like a little mm-hmm. background music. You guys ruined Pearl Jam for me the last oh, couple God. episodes. Did the, we? How so? I mean, the just the the title the, I never considered. I never did either. Oh, with ruined. J- oh, the. I hadn't even thought about that. I was just getting back into them, too. I was just listening to Pearl Jam a lot lately, and then I was like, oh. Now I can't, that's all I think about. I know, it's gross. And the Lou Bega thing, I had no idea that he was from Germany. You guys really blew the lid off of that. That was was, breaking news for us. Yeah, and he's really young, too. I know. He was like 40. So he was in his early 20s when he was? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were, we were learning all of that in real time, the Lou Bega. Yeah, it blew my mind. I had no idea because you assume I in my mind he was this sort of Steve Harvey character even though he looks nothing like Steve he wears but in the video he wore like kind of Steve Harvey suits right yeah yeah yeah. like sort of baggy suits yeah so I was just like he's probably Steve Harvey's age everything goes to Steve Harvey (laughs) also the mambo if you're singing the mambo is you probably yeah you think 40s 50s but we stand corrected yeah um but yeah, the Pearl Jam, it's weird because you think of like, these are uh, sophisticated guys. They're not going to name their band after Jizz. <laughs> I know. They all say, like, Eddie Vedder seems like a pretty intelligent, you know, yeah. dude. But I think he wouldn't name his band yeah. after Nirvana. Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like. I remember when they came out, there was like some story that was obviously like they came up with to and it was something about like one of their grandmothers made their grandmother Pearl made jam and it was like that's not true I guess I always thought like they're they're jamming and Pearl like they're on a beach jamming I don't know I was young when like they were around I don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) never really considered we were all you know 
I don't know. This yeah. is a Your question. It doesn't uh, usually go straight to comp. Sperm, yeah. But it goes to show you, if you just stick, commit to the band name, All you can overcome it. being named after whatever, jizz, what have you. I, I, I could, I'm probably due for a Pearl Jam uh, revisiting. They're great. Because I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't, uh, I, I listened for a while and then I sort of veered off and then, but I go through these, like, uh, I hate to admit that I stream music, <laughs> even though everyone does. I want to say that I, I want to cling to, you know, the, the illusion that I sit and just listen to vinyl, which is, I don't even have a turntable. I yeah. shouldn't admit oh, that. you shouldn't say that. I know. Because the music playing in the background of this podcast, I always thought was just in the room. Oh, no, I put that in later. It's an illusion. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well, I would have a turntable. I have plenty of vinyl, but I just haven't. I, like, don't have a turntable at home because I worry that it'll, like, unleash. Then I'll be like, it'll just be, like, vinyl everywhere. Yeah. And then that'll it be will. White. I mean, so I I'm trying really fighting it. But, um, yeah. but I, anyway, I go down these... At night, late late at night, I go down these wormholes of listening. To Lou Bega. To Lou Bega. It might be Lou Bega one night. Then they have recommendations next. Yeah, right, and you're so. like, who is the next logical right. step from Lou Bega? But so you're you um. What's next for you? You're you're. You're, what, how have you resisted the allure of Hollywood, and <laughs> staying true to New York? It's always impressive to me. Uh, I think because my friends that did move out there, anytime I like ask them, they just say don't, you know. And it's like the social media thing too. Like I, I don't have any social media, and anytime I like ask about it, my friends are like, don't. Yeah, you're probably better. So off. if everyone says that, what are we doing? Like why why would right. I fly to LA and get an Instagram? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I shouldn't say this, although I can't remember if I've said it yet. But I would I have been banned from Twitter. Which people know, but what did you? We don't have to. I I was making mother jokes like Trump supporters would insult me, and I would respond with like mother jokes that like a twelve year old would say. Like no, like it was just silly. Mm-hmm. The idea was to just be like, I'm not even gonna. I'm just gonna. How could you argue with someone making mother jokes? It's right. the dumbest thing ever. But I was banned from Twitter for doing it, and I was upset about it at first because I thought like oh I have to be able to tweet that I have a show in Philadelphia or whatever mm. um, and but I have to say not being on Twitter is wonderful Yeah. so keep up the good work <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's if you really can avoid it I would say just stick with it not being on it yeah because it consumes your life. <laughs> I'd also be a Johnny come lately, right? I'd also be hopping on the bandwagon way too late. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay off. That's wise. Thanks. Um, yeah, but L.A., I don't know. I mean, I like it. I, I, I always... I mean, I usually go out there for, like, work things, so there's, like, a, mm-hmm. a, a bit of, like, whatever, anxiety or something, because I'm trying to, like book something or sell something when I'm out there so mm-hmm. I, I don't really associate it with I don't know I guess people from there say the opposite they feel like uh, they can't relax in New York and I, I sort of feel the opposite like I 
can really just settle in here. And then when I'm in L.A., I feel like we got to be doing something. Why, uh, otherwise, why else are we here? Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel that same way. Like, New York, like, it's almost like uh, the. I feel totally relaxed here. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like... It's, I'm just like, ah. You don't have to do much to be doing something. You know, you can sit on a bench and just taking it in it's like i'm doing doing stuff today (laughs) yeah you just walk outside and uh you're just like oh like all this stuff happened people getting stabbed around the corner after dark i'm civilian is that what it's called citizen Citizen. why can't i get that right it's a basic word that i've gotten wrong (laughs) and the two times i've tried to get it i've gotten it wrong criminal (laughs) civilian citizen i used to think um Though probably now that I stop thinking in this way, I used to think like, oh, statistically speaking, I'm something is just going to happen <laughs> at some point. I think because when I was a kid in Cleveland, like, again going back to like, I, I would, I got jumped a couple times. Oh God! And then when I was in college, I got jumped once or twice. And, uh, Did you really? Yeah. At Fordham? Yeah. But I think it was because, like, I was, you know, a teenager, and then other teenagers saw me, not from my school, uh, and they were like, let's get that guy. Mm-hmm. So in my mind for a while, I was like, I guess as I go get older, they'll be like, now they'll be like a group of, you know, 40-something thugs. <laughs> let's get that guy. That's crazy, though, because I've lived in New York my whole life, and you have too, yeah. right? I've never been, I'm lucky I've never been mugged or Me neither. jumped or A couple anything. close calls, but I could squirm out of it. Yeah. yeah. I've never had, like, a horrible thing. Like, I got, I've been, like, sucker punched. Oh, God. Which is the worst, because there's no, you don't know until after it's happened, basically. Um... And then years ago, because I, I always used to take the subway, like, no matter what time of day it was, and I would, like, come back, you know, go up to the Bronx, like, drunk at 3 in the morning, and, like, I someone, like, hit me then. And anyway, <laughs> but my point is, uh, I'm fine, and I'm not worried. <laughs> but you guys grew, both grew up um, here. I, growing up in Cleveland, like, I always thought there's there were no, and I don't think I'm alone. I thought there were no children in New York City. I was just like, it's crazy town, and there are, it's all adults. And when they decide to have kids, they move to Jersey or yeah. I was yeah. just like, there's no. It's it's street gangs, and uh, and then I realized like, oh, it's there's just like plenty the warriors. of warriors. Yeah, it's the warriors basically, yeah. and then you realize no. Yeah, my mother came from North Dakota in the 70s, and she said when she was, she was like 17 when she moved here, and she always imagined New York to have roads in the sky, she said. that she, When she got here, she was disappointed. She was like, I thought that there would be streets by the buildings, that there would be cars going everywhere. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, I don't know. I thought it was the Jetsons or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was just so disappointed, <laughs> especially in the 70s when, like, Times Square was just, you know, uh, strip clubs and, yeah. you know graffiti now it's just like a magazine yeah, yeah. it's like a theme park yeah it's weird hopefully it'll get back to uh, a place <laughs> of debauchery yeah. 
Hey, when's the next Witch Taint? Oh, Witch, net Witch Taint. We're gonna play in New York uh, in the fall, but I know we're playing in New Jersey. We're playing in Teaneck, New Jersey, September 7th. Sick. <laughs> Teaneck. And then Asbury Park, September 19th. But I think we're gonna play at like St. Vitus and Mercury Lounge later in the year. Cool. I'll give you the heads yes, up. Yes, I'd love I'll to I'll give come. you a Witch Taint shirt if you, oh, if you would like one. Of course. Stickers, having too. A, Oh, you have it here? We have some tapes. Yeah, I keep the full full (laughs) line in my home. Warehouse. Thank you so much for coming over. Yeah. And uh, and for for listening to this podcast. I can't can't believe it. Yeah, big big fan. I'm gonna cross over to History Fluffer. When you're ready. Baby steps. Yeah. It's a very different thing. It's waiting for you. Yeah. I'm a little intimidated, but I'll I'll do it. It's intim yeah, yeah. It's uh it's not for the faint of heart. And I'll, you know, have me back on when I have something to sell. Please. Uh, well, you're yeah. welcome anytime. Literally, you could come next week if you want. Well, uh, I'm away next week, but the week after. Anytime. Guy. Yeah. And uh, everyone, what am I selling now? Uh, uh, Lords of Chaos on Hulu? Lords, yeah. Uh, Did that like just, that just end up on there? Yeah, it just happened like a week or two oh, ago. Nice. And then Showtime show called City on a Hill, which is airing on Sundays right now. Check that out as well. Excellent. There <laughs> we go. Castle Rock. Too, I was on right? Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah the my Stephen wife King. was watching that. She loved it. Oh yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, my my part was bit, but I like enjoyed oh, yeah. the story. The yeah, the writing. And cool. not on not on Succession. That's Kieran. Not That's on Kieran. The brother. Yeah, he's he's the HBO one. Yeah. yeah. So don't make that mistake again, Chris. I'll try not to. All right. Thank you. The, the Valley Lodge theme hits now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless. We decided to add an outro. Thanks again uh, to Rory for coming by. Thanks to Sweet Lucy for uh, she she still so asleep good on the couch. I must have exhausted her at the park today. Uh, support us on Patreon if you can. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. And um, oh yeah, we're putting up. So I went through the archives. Um, oh, this of is breaking. Dave Hill's podcasting incident, and it's like, a, you know, iTunes only shows the most recent fifty. That's all that's been available, and it's getting to the point where all the older episodes are pushed back. Time. So on Patreon, um, one day at a time, we're posting the older episodes. So you will, if you're a Patreon member, you'll have access to this. The forever. whole the mother load. This is exciting. Yeah. If that's not a reason. The first few episodes already, it's had, uh, you've had Tignataro, uh, Dick Cabot, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, all sorts. All sorts interviews. of fine folks. You probably have not heard in a very long time. Me personally or the, the listener? Probably both. Right? Probably both, now that I'm hearing it out loud. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so one more reason. Besides all the other incredible reasons to support the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. Let's get out of here. I'm looking on, uh, what's it called? Spotify. It only goes back to episode 79. Yeah. So it's if only I the can most illustrate. Recent, only the most recent 50, so. So I, uh, once again, I encourage you, this whole Patreon thing, I might even sign up for it. All right. Over and out. Bye. I'm gone. I'm gone.
human.